opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Come one, come all. You are listening to the Animal Farm here on the Revere Radio Network. I'm your host, Ben Miller, formerly known as FX. Hanging out here with my new co-host, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And our boy, Piath on the Boyd. We're pretty much just going to be rapping tonight, random stuff. Uh, we got cut off short, some uh, technical problems from the last show, but we'll probably be expecting Rob Revere himself to call in. Uh, we're probably going to be talking to King Mob about the Browns and what's going on in that situation. And we're going to be taking your calls. So uh, we'll put the number out there for in a little bit, but uh, for na- right now we're just going to wrap a little bit. Um, I came across this this article, Ron Paul, on the 5th of November, uh, What's uh, and what's going on with that. Uh, Tony, you want to let him know what's up? Well, there's the uh, obviously it's coinciding with the movie V for Vendetta, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you probably know a little bit more about what's what the significance is actually going to be. I've, I've heard of the event, but I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. Well, this I is confess. A, this is the press release that was put out on uh, PrisonPlanet.com, and uh, headlines: Ron Paul on the fifth of November. America has always had interesting revolution revolutionist customs in the light of its English origin. I always liked the American rewrite of "God Save the Queen" with "My Country Tis of Thee." That is actually pretty good. Now Americans are looking to turn on its head the English celebration of the foiled gunpowder plot on Guy Fawkes Night as a goal to make the largest political donation event in history for one of the greatest anti statist candidates in history. On November 5th, they are seeking to bomb the Ron Paul campaign campaign with $100 donations from 100,000 people. A worthy plot which wow. will hopefully succeed. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we can get everybody in on that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who Ron Paul is, I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, do. But if you don't, definitely check it out, ronpaul2008.com. Uh, in my opinion, the only hope we have in the 2008 election for for taking this country back and going back to principles of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So definitely check out Ron Paul, uh, YouTube. He is the biggest YouTube uh, candidate. So check him out on YouTube or go to his website, and there's plenty of clips. You can you can hear what he's uh, all about and his principles. And for the most part, uh, it's hard to argue with him. He's, he's all about pro-America, pro-citizen, and he ultimately wants to change the role of government. Yeah. I mean, uh, and he started off as sort of the, the low-tier t- candidates, as they would as they would say, but... It really turned into something of a phenomenon, pretty much, right. just because of the hardcore supporters. Like, you know, everybody that listens to this network pretty much supports Ron Paul, and just we just go off on anybody that that you know disrespects him or doesn't give him the the right to speak his mind. And that's that's one reason that he's gotten so piper popular is because 
we just give anyone our wrath if they just uh, if they screw with them. Yeah, well, the mainstream media did what they always do to candidates like this, even candidates who even have a remote chance of of getting known. They they you know count him, counting him out, and they usually count those people out. They they just talk about him, they ostracize him from the you know from the campaign. But all of a sudden, uh, the support is out there. The internet support, especially, is out there, and and this guy is becoming really popular. And and now I think finally the mainstream media, at least MSNBC and CNBC. Uh, they're they're starting to come around. I think they're a lot definitely of, starting to come around. Yeah. Well, we're, we're probably going to play that clip in a little bit uh, on yeah. on Morning Joe, where they're sitting there talking about you know how just how far he's come and how he but how he's great and stuff. But one of the reasons that the mainstream media has pretty much like given attention to him is because of his third quarter fundraising. Oh, that That's was amazing. a fact. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, George. George <laughs> I got a couple. I have a couple <laughs> of facts uh, in, in accordance with his third quarter fundraising, which are pretty interesting. Um, it's pretty much a bullet list. So I'm going to read through it here. Both Mitt Romney and Rudy Giuliani spent more than they need than they raised in quarter three. Romney Those evildoers. <laughs> <laughs> Romney brought two, brought in 9.9 million and spent 21.3. Giuliani raised 16 uh, or 11.6 million and spent 13.3. Mitt Romney obviously cites his executive prowess as a key credential in his White House bid. However, if the race ended today, his organization would have lost over $8 million. I'm absolutely adamantly opposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John McCain is in the red. McCain claims to have $3.4 million in the bank, but due to debt and money embarked, embarked, earmarked only for general election, he is in the hole $53,446 for the primary. Oh, boy. Dr. Paul has outraised Duncan Hunter, Mike Huckabee, Tom Tancredo, and Sam Brownback's combined effort by 61%. <laughs> Dr. Paul's 5.4 million is 8 time, 8.5 times greater than all their cash on hand combined. Dr. Paul is the only top-tier candidate who carried no debt into the fourth quarter. Because of the outstanding debt of $678,432, Fred Thompson actually has $6,443,000 no, $6,443,312 less than $1 million more than Ron Paul. That was weird. Uniquely American, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Giuliani has 11428979 available for the primary. While impressive, this is far from insurmountable for Dr. Paul and Mr. Thompson. Dr. Paul stands alone in fundraising growth, trajectory, and, organiza- and organization health. Much work remains ahead, but the Paul campaign is in a strong position to make a run towards a stretch towards a nomination. So, yeah, so he, he not only that does he get, like, a ton of money now, He's very good at spending it. He just doesn't waste it. He doesn't yeah, stay in the... you know, he doesn't buy hookers and stuff and cocaine, I'm sure. <laughs> he Not that I'm accusing the other candidates, but <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, you're going to hear a lot about Ron Paul from this show. We're obviously, we're huge fans, and I'm sure everybody doing shows in this network, uh, are, they also support Ron Paul. But we'll be playing a lot of clips, and, and sure enough, I'm sure we'll have shows dedicated to, to Ron Paul. Maybe we can get his campaign manager on, but... Yeah, I'm, you know, it's regardless of if you believe um, in what his, you know, in his statement of principles, you got to give uh, him a lot of credit. The the amount of what he's accomplished so far, just you know, doing what he's doing and going to these debates and winning, hands down, winning debates on Fox and on CNN, you got to give him credit because he's, you know, he's the lone man out. Absolutely, and the thing that's the thing that's with him that everybody recognizes about Ron Paul is that he's just genuinely a good person. He's not a right. typical politician. You he's know, a doctor. Yeah, Dr. Ron Paul. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes. He's he's just very good because he doesn't have that evil in his yeah. eyes. Like so you look at Giuliani, he's uh, just got that gross, man. disgusting. You know, Jack Blood's uh, name for Giuliani, <laughs> Giuliani. It's just perfect. He's it's got the, perfect. Jack Blood is uh, the GCN Radio Network. He's got 
the best names. Hillary Clinton. He's got he's got some really good names for the politicians, and I enjoy his show. So um, definitely check him out. But so Ron Paul's doing well, and he's going to be on Jay Leno the thirtieth. Is he really? He is. So, yeah, you have to update me. I I'm, I don't know as much as uh, you do about him. I have to keep him on track. I'm a here. junkie. I'm a Ron Paul you junkie. Are. I'm all over the place <laughs> with him. <laughs> but he's just he's he's just doing great, and he's just he's getting more and more. You know, it was funny. I, I got. Uh, you know, Jason Worsley, uh, who used to have a show on this network, had me on his show and had asked me, I think it was maybe like a year ago or so, do you, th- do you really think Ron Paul's going to win? And I was like, no, I don't. And I said, no, I don't. But I think that he'll be able to, you know, spread his message and, and, you know, we'll be able to use him as a vessel to really sort of spread the message of freedom and, right. and liberate, liberty and stuff like that. Um, but now, now he could win. Now it's it's becoming, and I said the same thing. Every time someone asks me, a lot, uh, some of my coworkers actually ask me that same question, and I, I respond, well, no, because I think the elections are fixed anyway. But even if they weren't, it, it was a long shot. But I tell you, in three months, Ron Paul has done some amazing things. He's come a long way, and he's getting a lot more press coverage on the mainstream networks, the five, you know, the major five, than even I expected him. But I guess it's hard to, you know, when this guy's in the debates, and when he's winning debates and when he's making a lot of good points and he's the little old man out and he sticks out like a sore thumb and I guess you know his message is popular freedom America back to principles freedom brings people together yeah, yeah. you know again and, I, and I'll say it and you'll hear it on the clips but change the role of government we have to start thinking differently about what we want out of government they are our servants we are not just their little puppets or citizens we are Americans government is supposed to serve us cops and uh, congressmen congresswomen Political uh, officials, they are there for us. Well, we are not there point. for them. That is a good point that Thank you, you make. Thank you there. very much. <laughs> that you make about the cops. You know, if you're if you're just the average Joe and you're out there, you know, it's we don't have the, the cops are not the the uh, leave it to Beaver cops anymore. They're not our you leaders, know, absolutely. And you know, if you get pulled over by a cop, mm-hmm. or if you see a cop flash his sirens or his lights behind you, does that make you feel good or bad? It, it scares them. Regardless of whether, <laughs> regardless really of whether you've done anything wrong or not, you know? No, and and that's just that's just one earmark uh, towards towards a police state and towards tyranny yeah. and j- just that general fear. So, uh, you know, when, when people get pulled over by cops now, it's, it's this, there's this, like, you know, bootlicking, I'm sorry, please don't do anything to mm-hmm. me. It, but, you know, back in... Back you know, 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, it was completely different. The roles were entirely reversed. What can I do for you, officer? Right. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I personally have a tremendous amount of respect for cops, and I always show that respect uh, whenever. If I get pulled over, there's no problem. You know, I, I never want to cause any trouble. But again, the bottom line is that people uh, are, you know, things have changed so drastically. And I was actually having a conversation with Piath, the sound guy. And, you know, cops used to wear light blue uniforms, and they used to wear little hats. And now, you, you know, you walk through Grand Central in New York City or any major New York City, and they all have these ski masks, and they're all wearing dark outfits with these semi-automatic sh- machine guns. And I, I understand, you know, we're, we're scared. We're under the threat of terrorism all the time. But it's, it definitely changes the way you look at police officers. Yeah, A lot of them have their does. badges hidden. They won't tell you the numbers of the badges. It's, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, again, I have respect for them, and I, I believe in the, the purpose of being a policeman and, and the role that they play. Well, but that's like one thing that Ron Paul's saying. You have to change the role of government. Yeah. I, uh, I, I found this, uh, I found this, this, raw, this uh, Ron Paul clip uh, from Joe Scarborough's show, The Morning Joe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it talks, it's, it's about, you know, how they, you really feel the wrath of you, this, you know, Ron Paul, because a lot of our supporters are just, we're. Yeah. We're just... The response is there. There's no question yeah, about we're, it. Not only are we energized to have him, mm-hmm. 
we're, we're almost scared if he doesn't get elected. You're going to play that you clip? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm going to play it now, and it's... it's. Do we have some time before the, uh, uh, the break? Yeah, I think we have time for the clip, yeah. Okay, sure. I'll play it. Regular guy, you can't yeah. tax my trailer. Joe, i got to ask you about one other thing. Sure. Ron Paul, you served with him. Yep. Uh-huh. Tell me what the guy's like, because I want to tell you... Yeah. Uh, if you mess with uh, Ron Paul in uh, on television or online... You are going to feel the wrath of some serious followers. I've been, we've been dealing with this the last few weeks at CNBC. We did an online poll after the debate of who won the debate. Ron Paul dominated the debate, and some of my colleagues at CNBC thought that there was something wrong with that. They took the poll down. I want to tell you, my email box, thousands and thousands and thousands of email like I haven't seen from any other you know, followers of Chris Dodd or... Bill Richardson or Joe Biden? Well, I'll tell you, you know, the interesting thing is that my son was uh, back from uh, school and was telling me about Ron Paul signs all Mm -hmm. over the campus. As we were driving through Pensacola, there was a Ron Paul sign, handmade, actually stenciled. Uh, on every single uh, every single sign that where you could attach something, and that's happening all across America. And you've got a couple things going here. You've got Republicans that don't see any real conservatives out there. You've got libertarians that want the government off their back, and you also have people on the far left who like his message about uh, about the war, about the war, mm-hmm. and keeping the government uh, from our phone records and things. It's it's it is a fascinating cross current. No, what do his Republican colleagues in the House think about it? Uh, truthfully, everybody thinks he, in the House, everybody's thought uh, that he's been crazy for a while. As far as too, too conservative, too libertarian, he is, uh, he's an independent, very independent guy. He doesn't play by the rules. And so the, he's always sort of been off by himself in the Republican caucus uh, going back to 1996 when he came in and he was in before. But then again, you know, he ran as a libertarian uh, against the Republican Party. I suspect he may run as an independent again this year if he doesn't win, which would be really bad news well, for Well, there's the something to him, though, because he's got this really fervent following, and I think it was in the style section of the Washington Post yesterday about his fundraising, which, I mean, he's actually been able to raise some money. He raised as much as John McCain in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, and you know, John, when you hear him talk, he's, a, he's an extremely impressive man. I, when I said Republicans thought he was crazy, he's an, he's an extremely impressive man. He's brilliant. He didn't, and he Practices what mind. he practices what he preaches. He doesn't let his daughter, didn't let his children take student loans out from the federal government. He's a doctor that doesn't take Medicare or Medicaid. And I'll tell you what, like like my 19-year-old son, who's not excited about any candidates, was saying, "Man, I went on these websites, and everybody's excited about this guy." It's Amazing, interesting, John. Is thank you, John. See you guys. Thanks, John. All right, hey, John, next time you're at the Four Seasons, can we come along yeah, and just really? kind of hang out? I'll bring you, I'll bring you uh, some cookies or something. They're really good. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank all you, right. John. Oh, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Right. Everybody loves you, and so do I. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing I take from that clip uh, is is the Ron Paulaholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually... I am a Ron Paulaholic. Well, of course. I mean, who, but again, if you if you love America and if you really care about the, the principles that founded the country, how could you not love Ron Paul? I think it's almost impossible to to listen to Ron Paul for five minutes and yeah. not understand what yeah. he's talking about. And yes. Not understand where we've just gone completely wrong as a country. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know the, 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 I think it's, I call it the slow brainwashing, and I mean slow, maybe 30, 40 years of brainwashing with media and this whole warmongering effort and the propaganda and the fact that there really isn't an independent media source that has the pull yeah. at the Murdoch... Uh, owned Fox News companies have. You know, one thing that's really special about him, and how I was mentioned that he's not really such a politician. He's more like uh, 
he, he's weird, you know. You, you never hear a politician go on the air and just say, like, hey, you know, if we uh, attack people over in that country or we put our <laughs> troops over there, they're going to be mad at us. It's yeah. like, oh, my goodness, common sense. All right. So... Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back momentarily. We're going to open the phone lines after we do. Um, but you're listening to Animal Farm Show on Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned. might hate his own daughter if she were gay. Dominated by fear and mass manipulation of the media. Who can you trust? Just when you think there is no hope alive, you find out that there is an alternative news source to turn to. Revere Radio Network. Keeping the dream of sovereignty and freedom alive for all. Revere Radio Network. The views and opinions expressed in the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Revere Radio Network, Rob Revere, or any other host on the network. They are the personal thoughts and feelings of the host given the presentation. We support total free speech here at Revere Radio Network, even when it's ugly. Enjoy. Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm on Revere Radio Network. Ah, uh, man, so this is our first show, and uh, we're going to open up the phone lines here. We want to hear what you want, uh, what you, uh, we want to know what you want about Ron Paul and about our government in general. And what do you want to hear from our show, pretty much? So we're going to open up the phone lines here. Uh, the number to call in is uh, 914-613-3166. Or you can drop us uh, an instant message. It's Animal Farm Show, all one word. Um, or you could uh, hit us up on Skype, and it's also Animal Farm Show, one word. So feel free to give a call in, talk about Ron Paul if you want, um, or just uh, let us let us know what you think about our government, yeah. uh, if you like it or not, um, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much I, it. I, I want you to be on my team. <laughs> yeah, I think the best the one thing I wanted to do with this show is. You know, gauge what people are thinking in the first, I guess, couple of weeks, and then hopefully, if we if we get a follow, you know, following, and we get people calling in, if we can present the right information, and we're gonna we're gonna cover topics, we're gonna do our best to cover finance, 9/11, Ron Paul, whatever we can, and whatever we feel uh, is strong enough to talk about, and then maybe over time uh, we might change some minds. So hopefully, we'll uh, we'll start start strong. Absolutely. So. Um what kind of news we got here? Let's go over some news real quickly. We have news. We have Bush warns of World War III. Do you want to cover it or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll cover it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely adamantly opposed to that. Thank you, George. We appreciate that. I hope that. you're opposed to World Thank War III. Thank you, George. <laughs> U.S. President George W. Bush said Wednesday they had warned world's leaders they must prevent Iran from getting weapons if you're interested in avoiding World War III, quote-unquote. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think it's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I'll say this, and I'm sure I'll say it again and again, and I always tell you, Ben, and I tell everybody else I talk to, but I really feel like we live in in, in the country now, and the news every day uh, is so amazing. It's so interesting that I think it's more interesting than the movies that try to portray what's going on. You know, every day there's, there's articles coming out that are just 
uh, baffling, the unbelievable stuff. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, even Absolutely. if it's not in our country alone, it's stuff that goes on in other countries. And so we're hopefully going to cover a lot of that news and, and just try to inform you about what's going on from all over. Stuff you're not going to find on Fox. In regards to uh, in regards to Iran, the uh, the letter that Lee Hamilton uh, wrote to um, who was it Ahmadinejad, right? Mm-hmm. Wrote to him and warned about. Yeah carrying out false flag terror attacks yeah. in the United States uh, gave some cited examples of, of historical times when that happened and then sort of basically said, uh, you think we won't go to war with you? You think the American people don't want to go to war with you? Wait until we pull off another attack in our own country, pretty much. Right. I mean, that's scary stuff. Yeah, the, the, the farther you go with the research and the, uh, you know, the more you dig, the more you realize that over the last 50, 60 years, you know, our government under... You know, underground, I should say, and, and certainly not on the surface of the media, it's been doing a lot of things that we just don't talk about and we don't want to accept. And the average Joe in a sports bar uh, would never believe it, even if you read it. Sometimes they just don't believe it. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, we're, we're doing some pretty interesting things. And we have funded terror before. Uh, it's, 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 no, um, it's no lie. If you just look at the research, our own government documents uh, talk about that. And we will go over that the more we get into it, you know, more, once we have more, uh, more proof. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have I have this article from Reuters in front of me. Voters unhappy with Bush in Congress. Um, and right now they're they're what is it? He's at a Bush a brand new low of 24 percent approval rating. I think that's all time, unless maybe when Nixon after Watergate had. A, I think that was the lowest of all time. But I'm not sure if that. I think 27 was Nixon, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. yeah I think goodness. this is a new a new record. Uh, but so go George. Yeah. We're My boy. <laughs> I mean, but it's funny how they keep just—they just continue doing the same things that they always wanted to. Public to opinion people. doesn't matter anymore. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at all. You know, and we'll get into maybe if we have some some time, we'll get into the Elliot Spitzer New York thing. If you're a resident of New York, I'm sure you've heard Elliot Spitzer trying to push for legislation that will enable illegal immigrants to get legal driver's licenses. And um, <clears throat> spoken with a couple people about this, and some people don't seem to be as angry about it as I am, but uh, it's, it's, it shocked me when I read about it, and, and I don't know if it's going to go through, but the fact, every time you talk, every time I speak with someone about an issue or uh, legislation that's trying to get passed, and, you know, finally it doesn't get passed, let's say Patriot Act 2, for example, and they're like, oh, you see, you know, checks and balances, but the fact that they're trying to pass this legislation when there's so many other things going on in the country that we have to address is really what bothers me in the first place. You know, we, we're, we're paying these people. They're our servants, and they're not doing what we want. Bottom line. Yeah. And not only, you know, not only do we have the, the false system of checks and balances, sort of, you know, that, oh, okay, Patriot Act 2 got repealed and certain right. parts of it did. Right. Uh, they just do it anyways, you know? Right. These agencies just do it anyways. Clinton spied on us for, for almost all, the whole of his presidency using uh, using the Echelon satellite system, software system, you know? Yeah. So I it's mean, sort of like a... You know, it's 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 not even a Democrat Republican thing when it comes from from a, a liberty point of view. You know, right? And you know, if, if if you haven't been paying attention, folks, and I'm sure a lot of Revere listeners pay close attention and know probably a lot more than I'm ever going to know. But if you haven't been paying attention, you really should. You really should start taking it half an hour a day and just even if you watch Fox and CNN or if you just read through Yahoo News. I mean, I got four articles in front of me. Uh, the first one: Why, even if you have nothing to hide, government surveillance threatens your freedom. Next article, Schwarzenegger gets tough on California guns. I'm not going to go into them because they're long articles. You can check them out yourself. But every time you look, more of our basic freedoms uh, are being taken away. Man tasered, shot with beanbag rounds for filming warrantless police search. I actually have the audio for that. And maybe I'll play that in a couple of minutes. But this guy literally was on his own porch. Uh, with a video camera. Yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cook it up. Yeah, you, oh, okay, the other on. one is a U.S. demands air passengers ask its permission to fly. Let me read the first article, the first paragraph. 
Under new rules proposed by the Transport Security Administration, you know them as the TSA, all airline passengers would need advance permission before flying into, through, or over the United States regardless of citizenship or the airline's national origin. This one came out of the register, and the headline once again is, U.S. demands air passengers ask its permission to fly. Now, again, this might not get passed, and it may never happen, but, you know, where, where's your line in the sand, folks? When are you going to draw the line? <laughs> exactly. I mean, at, at what point, and, you know, Ben and I doing this radio show, we're, you know, we've, um, we have a lot of, uh, we're pretty much see eye to eye on a lot of opinions, so obviously we're doing this show because we, you know, we enjoy politics, yes, but we also feel like it's our duty. It's, it's, it's necessary to get this information out there and just try to do our part because you read these kind of headlines and it's ridiculous. It's, it's something out of, uh, like, The Matrix or some ridiculous Orwell movie. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm, like, freaking scared at this point. Yeah, this is, you this know? is ridiculous. You, you go to New York City and you just try to film anything. And you can't do it anymore. You need yeah. a permit now to film for more than, I think it's more than 30 minutes. You need a, you need a permit to, yeah. to film, to use a video camera. And just, and just, and just, with this crap. <laughs> and just, and one of the, <laughs> they obviously can. <laughs> and one of the, one of the major things that, uh, that really bugs me about, you know, the United States and, and our, our basic freedoms being missing. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, I could do whatever I want. It's still America. The difference is, is that you need a p- permission. A right is something that you don't need any permission for. If you need permission for something, then it becomes a privilege. Yeah. Just look throughout history. I mean, how many times have dictators slowly and slowly have taken away freedoms, natural and uh, God-given freedoms, so, so-called. And uh, sure enough, they keep taking these freedoms away. And before you know it, you don't have any freedoms. And you're under... It's always war. It's constantly war. And even our own, you know, our own president, George W., has said this could be a hundred-year war. And sure enough, it looks like it's going to go that way because it doesn't look like there's an end in, ne- in sight unless we get our boy <laughs> Ron Paul elected. But, but again, regardless if you agree with Ron Paul or not, yeah, the, the guns, you know, the gun off. I mean, how many deaths... <laughs> yeah. Please call, call us at 914-613-3166. If you disagree, I'd love to hear it because the more I, I talk to people, the more I learn. That's why I'm doing this personally. Uh, call us, 914-613-3166, or just Skype us at Animal Farm Show, one word, uh, on the Skype there. Please just let us know because we, we want to hear from you. This is not about us. It's not about Ben and Tony. It's not about our beliefs. It's about you. It's about you, the listeners. So give us a call. Well, here's one thing that I wanted to get into when, when we were talking about, you know, the basics between rights and privileges and how you need permission for something. Therefore, you know, it's it's not your God-given yeah. right. You know, one example of that is sort of driving, how they f- say that sure. driving is a privilege. Oh, sure, yeah. As if getting from point A to point B using the latest technology is something that somebody needs to allow you to do. If it's a privilege, then why are we giving it away to illegal immigrants in, in New York? I'm not saying, you know, I'm not of the opinion, oh, you have to deport everybody, but this is not, in my opinion, a good solution. And it's, again, it could just be a New York thing and it probably will never pass, but the fact that we're talking about it is enough, for me at least, to get angry. And I am very, very angry about stuff like this because this is not what, uh, you know, what I agree with. And 74%, according to the poll, and I'll, and I'll cook that up, and I have, uh, I do have that clip, by the way, for cool. the taser, but apparently 74% of New Yorkers are against this legislation, and if you do any research on Spitzer, he's getting bashed all over, left from the left and from the right. He's getting bashed on this issue. Let me guess, he just doesn't care. Uh, he, I, do anyway. I wish I could quote him, but I did hear, you know, something along the lines of, "Well, this is what we believe in, and our administration is gonna, you know, is gonna go that way." And that's like, that's great. But again, let's remind ourselves what the role of government is. They are there to serve us, and they're not doing it. They're just going and doing their own thing. So. Um, 
So yeah, I'm the, an excellent driver. Yeah. <laughs> so again, you know, and this is just one of hundreds. <laughs> the sound clips are killing me. Sound clips are. We're so going to be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it, again, you know, we don't want to make this whole show just serious. You know, it, we want to have a little fun with this, and you have. I think you have to. If you take the approach where you're always just angry, you're going to get. Uh, you're going to be very stressed because I mean, again, f- for the first couple months uh, after after watching, uh, I guess, Martial Law: Rise of the Police State, the shock is there, and then it turns into anger, but. I think you have to look at it and say, look, I'm going to do my part, see what I can do, and, and that's why I'm glad that we're doing this. But nevertheless, man tasered, shot with beanbag rounds for filming warrantless police search. This is just one of hundreds. I'm sure you guys are all familiar How with dare the, he. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with the tasering incident that happened at the John Kerry speech. This is a little bit different. This is not uh, a guy who was kind of getting, uh, being annoying and maybe disrupting the peace, although that's another crock. But... Um, Police search acquitted Portland man sue. He's suing the cops after he was tasered, literally, for just sitting on his porch. I have the audio. It doesn't really give you the story, but let me just play it for you. Right now, the the cops are going around, and you know, here we go. No, I'm not going to quit. What are you doing? Don't come after me. I ain't the one that ran from you. I've been here the whole time. I have been here the whole time. Put it down. I have been. Okay, and you can tell that's obviously the sound of the tasering or the the, the shot going off of the the pellets or whatever the hell you're using. And I know it's non-lethal. I understand that, and I agree with using non-lethal weapons. But let's be honest, folks. You're on your own porch. You could be filming the sunset. You could be filming the neighbors next door. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, it's your right to do that. And we have to draw the line. And, and now, dude, that's retarded, man. That pisses me off real bad. Whenever and, I hear yeah. like that, like that John Kerry thing with the with yeah, the kids, when you hear him on the ground screaming in yeah. pain and horror, I just like I'm, I, I just wonder myself why, like, why didn't just I, I mean I'm not condoning this, but why the hell like I don't know if I wouldn't have been able to not smash a hair, smash a chair on the back of that fucking cop's head. <laughs> yeah. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, I'm just like it makes me so mad when I see that crap, man. It's like. Yeah. What a bunch of I, I, the thing. The reason that people don't do it is because it's not a logical way way to solve the problem. Right. That's why people don't do it. But man, I just don't know if I could, would be able to control myself seeing right. someone just get tortured like that. You know? Yeah. The big issue for me has nothing to do with you know the fact that uh, this person's there in freedom of speech. Yes, we, we we obviously want to be able to go to a presidential rally or or any uh, event where there's a politician speaking. We want to be able to ask questions. That's fundamental. And regardless if if you think the question was out of line, that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is it's freedom of speech. He was well within his rights. And um, yeah, he went 20 seconds over the over the time limit. Yeah, and even and even if so. I mean, granted, you could say yes, he resisted arrest, and and yes, he was annoying. Yes, he was very annoying, and he, sh- he was he was bitching and moaning like a little baby. But the fact of the matter is, this person asked a question about skull and bones, and Kerry's involvement in skull and bones before Kerry could even answer, which he was about to, by the way. Um, he was escorted off the premises, and this has happened plenty of times, and it seems as though it's going to keep on happening. Uh, as long as we l- allow it to happen, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, do, sh- do you think we should play the clip for all the people that have never heard it before? Yeah, if you could dig it up, that I think d- definitely I, dig it up. I have it right here, but I think it's important for people listening that have never seen this or heard this before. Yeah. You need to, you need to. Oops, sorry, yeah. I pause it right here. You need to really just listen to this, and you need to hear the horror in his voice. You need to understand yeah. what we're dealing with. Uh, Go ahead, play it, and we'll, we'll comment afterwards. Go ahead. The future for a strategy that has failed. That's the distinction. 
Sir. Actually, you know what? We're up. I think we're up against the break. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll play it when we get back. We're getting pretty close. But just to preface it before we get to the break, uh, this person asked John Kerry about his involvement in the fraternity Skull and Bones, which apparently George Bush Jr. was in. Uh, all of that I can't prove. When we get back, we'll talk about it, and then we'll hopefully get some phone calls. 914-613-3166. You listen to the Animal Farm Radio Show. You can drop us an uh, instant message at Animal Farm Show, or you can Skype us at Animal Farm Show. So, but I have this clip um, queued up pretty much. A kid tasered at uh, uh, the University of Florida after the John Kerry uh, speech, um, and I tried to queue it up to the the part where he's, uh, uh, you know, pretty much talking and then gets escorted out. So bear with me if it's not right on target. Here it is. <laughs> Clap for 
You know, you could see after, you know, first they're clapping for him to get arrested because he's annoying and stuff. But then yeah. you see the horror on people's faces and you hear the horror in their voices as he's getting tasered. And because it's not it's not a humane thing to do. Yeah. As but law- the cops are just doing it. Absolutely. Lovingly. As, <laughs> as lawless as this was, my advice to anybody, if they ever find themselves in a situation, is if you ever get uh, escorted out, even if it's illegal, shut your mouth. Don't bitch. Don't moan. I understand it's it's unlawful. I know they're breaking the law, but... He got tased because he was pissing the cops off. I think it's pretty safe to say just that. Just sue the crap out of him later. Yeah, I mean, just just don't... When did he get tased? He got tased immediately after he said, Don't tase me, bro. You know, this is what these cops want. Cops are trained these days like, like military, in my opinion. I mean, I've seen a lot of training videos. Oh, they're totally military. It's military. I mean, that's what military people do. And um, So just, you know, don't, don't talk back ever. Don't even talk. In fact, shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Let them do what they have to do, and then you could, you know, in, in a courtroom, you can figure out what the problem is, and and go that way. But uh, yeah, don't don't give them any excuse because that's the, that's all they want is an excuse to tase your ass. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sad how people are clapping for the destruction of the First Amendment during this this conference. It's amazing. Yeah, it's sad. It really it, it's terrible. Well, it's that's the point that we're at pretty much where it's there's there's no laws. People don't understand what the Constitution is. They don't understand what free speech is. You know, we have these free speech zones now. Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, and, and people seem to be okay with that. They seem to think that that's, that that's perfectly fine, that free, free speech is, uh, you know, able to be uh, right. put into a, a category or put into a zone or something like that. This is one reason why I love Revere so much is because the, the, our, our model is free speech, even when it's ugly, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Because if that KKK member doesn't have to... You know, doesn't have the right to go out there and say, you know, the crappy things that he does. That we don't have the right to come on here and say what we can. You right. Know? You know, I don't agree with uh, the Nazi Party at all, whatsoever, none. But I will fight to the death for their right to do what they want to do for for this free speech that they have in this country. I mean, you know, I'm, a lot of people. I don't agree with a lot of groups in this country, but you have free speech, and you know, it's it's very valuable. And a lot of people. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's it's true. A lot of people don't understand. First of all, they don't even know what the the First Amendment is. They don't understand it. They couldn't repeat it. But the other thing is they don't they don't realize how valuable it is until it affects them. Again, if you're that guy on your porch filming, uh, you know, whatever's going on, the warrantless search of your neighbor's house, uh, and then you get tased or shot, then you're going to get pissed, and then then it, then you might start taking action. So you have to assume that it is happening to you because you're a citizen. I think. That's yeah, my opinion. I think so. Because that's and that's one of the biggest problems with you know just tyranny in general and the history of tyrannical governments is nobody nobody really cares until the problems at their doorstep and that's that's sort of the uh, you know the cancer of it all that people are just sort of you know um, a little a little you know how, how do we say it a little apathetic towards 
towards stuff when it's not happening to them, you know? Yeah, as long as they're not affected, it's no big deal. Exactly, but then you have those power-hungry freaks out there that really are just like, okay, we don't even know what the law is, but who cares what the law is? We just want things to do. We just want to make it happen the way that we think we can happen, you know? We want to make people nice at the... the, at the barrel of the gun, you know, we want to we don't point a gun at them and make them be nice, or yeah. you know, we want to tase them until they stop asking the questions that we want them to to stop asking. You yeah, know? this is this is you know again, this is our country. Come on, we the people. You got you have to remember that from school, and uh, you also should remember all the stories about dictators and their rise to power. And you know, you might not remember how they got to power, but come on, I mean, you know, our country's young. We're a young country, and things that are happening in this country are very scarily reflecting. The, the stuff that's happened in the past. We are repeating history almost verbatim, you know, if you apply it to today's society and technology. We're repeating it right now. I mean, uh, civil liberties being taken away, yanked in, in almost every category, and our um, the, the, the amendments just being destroyed, the Constitution being destroyed. That's why, again, why we're such Ron Paul fans, because... I think yeah. it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And, it's and reasonable to taser yeah. Americans. And, and, <laughs> and there's, there's a clip we'll play later on, I think, after one of the breaks, and, and Ron Paul says clearly in one of his debates when he introduces himself, I am the champion of the Constitution. And yeah. That clip always kind of gets to me. So, Well, yeah. here, I have this clip actually queued up right here, and I think this, is, this may be one of the problems with America right now. Um, you know, it's going to take a second to load, so I'll preface yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. But it's, it's, it's sort of just... How dumb we are as sort of Americans, just the average American, and just how stupid they are. How they want to bomb every country out there, yeah. but they can't find it on the map. They don't know where they don't know where the country is. They want to bomb, and they can't find it on the map. They don't know what the problem is with the yeah. country. It's just oh, they have an attitude problem, or I don't right. like the way they talk to us, so we're going to bomb them. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy, and an un- uneducated public is it, it is just a breeding ground for tyranny. It's amazing, and, and the sad thing, it's not just... It's not um, in terms of the war on terror, who do you think should be the next country to invade? Saudi Arabia. Somebody in the Middle East will make a big glass crater out of the fucking Middle East, for all I care. Um, I'm thinking Italy. Italy. Cuba. <laughs> Cuba. Yeah. Iran. Iran? Why is that? Uh, I think there's a revolution going on pretty soon. Russia, China, India, and Pakistan. Indonesia. Brazil, Korea. Korea? Sure. Yeah, why do you say that? They're trouble. They're trouble? Yep, okay. What, what's trouble about them? That's your attitude. Canada. Sri Lanka? <laughs> right here. Ah. Never heard of it. Can't be. Iran? Iran? Yeah. Alright, so I put a, put a number one in Iran there. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Where are we? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking then. Okay. North Korea. North Korea. Uh, why do you think North Korea? Uh, nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. Probably France. France. Oh, yeah. because of the okay. they want our uh, allies. Number two on France. Why would you say France? Yeah. Oh no, I just seen to be some friction between <laughs> France and the United States. Where do you think the best place to invade Iran would be from? Think it'd be from the, the north or the south or the east or the west? Think of the east. You know, and it's amazing because I just realized this now that North Korea is a lot larger than South Korea. I didn't know it was that large like that. (laughs) You know, and I've heard it from, yeah, I've heard that same mentality from friends, from family, from everybody. You know, just make it a parking lot. Just, you know, blow the whole country up and then there's no problem. And. I, you know, it's not that they're they're just you know they're not dictator type people. They love They've, other people. But they don't people. even know better. See, that's the that's point. What they're like, been told. Yeah. They're they're talking about the the literal murder of millions of innocent civilians, and then right. they t- 
call Hitler bad. Yeah. They're like, well, let's make a parking lot out in the Middle East, and then and then Reagan, they call Hitler bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hitler's but bad, but yeah, it's okay if we you know destroy 14 million people with one bomb. Yeah, no problem, no biggie. You know, and again, I think it's just because of how we've been trained. Dare I use that word? We've been trained through school and through media, especially uh, with those two uh, playing uh, together. We've been trained to think this way. We've been trained to think that we're never wrong. We never, we never do anything wrong. We've never killed uh, unless it was necessary. Uh, but other countries have, and you know, we could never ever become like Nazi Germany. It's impossible. Yet it's happening. And yeah, here we have people right on the street that are like, you know, glass parking lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. Let's bomb. You know, let's bomb Italy. Italy certainly is a is a threat to our country. And I guess the, I guess the motto is if there's any possible threat, the only way. To prevent them from killing us first is to kill them, you know. Diplomacy is not even an option for, for all these people because they've been warmongered. So I don't agree with that, and I'll be the first one to admit that I have a lot to learn, and I try my best to inform myself and try to come up with as many sources of news as possible so I can make up my own opinion. But when you when you find people who can't even find our own country on a map, yeah, that's, that's, that's when you know there's something else at play here. It's something. It's not just, you know, just, not just lack of education. I mean, come on, you have to know where you are. Yeah, you should. I think. <laughs> I th- one of the scary things is like is just the fact that you know people are unaware that this exact type of cycle has been happening throughout history. You mm-hmm. know, first you, you, you time and the, time again. Yeah, make the make the people in the country ignorant, and then you get them to do what you want them to do. You scare them into submission, then you get them to to you know bomb another country or. or Make glass parking lot out mm-hmm. of the place, you know. Yeah. If you, you get you get people on stage like Rudy Giuliani, who sit who, right now they're telling the exact same lies about Iran as they were about Iraq. Yeah, I, people I, are still going for. I it. literally talked to someone, and I won't mention who, but I talked to someone who actually thought that the president of Iran had something to do with 9/11, was behind it in some way, mm. and you know. He, you know, oh, someone's calling. We're going to accept. It's our first call. I'm excited. Okay, caller. Yeah. <laughs> All right, caller, you're on the line speaking. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is King Mob. Just, King, uh, King Mob. How are you, bud? How's it going, bud? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing excellent. King, now, King Mob, you you had a lot of com- coverage of the uh, of the Browns and what was going on there, right? Uh, yeah, I, w- I went up there in June, yeah. Tell us what that was like. Actually, you know what? For the people that don't know what the Browns are, can yeah. you give like a background of what what happened there? Um. Well, it was um. You know, it, it's your your basic story of the American dream, where you work your ass off um, your whole life, and then when you get to be around sixty and retire, then then the uh, if you have a you know a nice a nice spread and some money, then the federal games come and take it from you. So that's pretty much uh, what happened. Uh, they basically they told the feds to go fuck themselves, you know. Show us there's a law that we have to pay, you know, this amount of money to you. Show us that law, and we'll write you a check right here. Yeah, and for those you do yeah. piss off. So they all, and, all um, they did was ask you know, and, and, and the feds, they uh, it was a, you know, they stood up to the feds, and that's you know the feds are bullies, and that's what. And then the thing that really pisses me off is uh the uh, four brown supporters that were arrested you know they're all sitting they're all sitting out in a uh i'm not exactly sure whether they're up they're in new hampshire no no actually uh the two judges there uh recuse themselves from the case because they're a bunch of chicken shit cowards really and uh they moved the whole thing to maine so and it's and they're going to go on trial in maine and they're trying to get them out on a writ of habeas corpus so they can you know, get the hell out of there so the Browns were pretty much tax pros testards. They they refused yeah. to they refused to go to jail. 
they uh they had a, a house you know where they were pretty they were pretty independent from everything that was going on so they were able to hold themselves up there for a yep. while um and then the feds pretty much infiltrated and arrested them yeah and they got in a nutshell and and now they're now we're here that we're get they're getting tortured or something uniquely american um there was there's actually a clip out there um that the guy uh Sean from makethestand.com actually got in a call to Ed Brown and 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 yeah Ed, Ed Brown said they just threw him in like you know the stainless steel cell you know with, naked with a little blanket and we're pumping gas through the, the ventilation or you know they have all kinds of nice little torture devices you know here in the modern gulags yeah for those of you who don't know the whole controversy the, the basis of it is around the federal income tax and Correct me if I'm wrong, King Ma, but the the Browns were peacefully protesting, at least at first they were peacefully protesting against uh, paying the federal income tax because apparently there is no law that says you have to pay a federal income tax. So um, we heard a lot of things. I know myself listening to Jack Blood and Alex Jones heard about apparently they were shooting into the woods if they saw something move. Can you speculate on that at all? Is that even true? Um, They were armed. They were armed. I know that they were armed. They had firearms. But they were shooting I, into the woods at yeah. people and stuff? I heard that they were firing rounds off, and it was hard for me to believe that, even even after, apparently, it was confirmed. But apparently... Well, they had, they had like, a, you know, they had a, a little shooting range blocked off. That's right. probably where they were shooting. Oh, well, that's you know, interesting. Safely. Yeah, right. And apparently how they, they eventually got caught was a very Trojan horse type of attempt. They were allowing people to... Supporters to yeah. walk in the house. It was an open house, so to speak. But over the whole time that this whole thing has been going on since last January, I guess, um, you know, there's been hundreds of people that have gone out there. Right, yeah. not thousands. Yeah, they had, like three, three, four hundred people. The the, the one uh, afternoon when they had the concert up there. Sure, and you, and you know, there's no doubt now that they're they're being tortured. There's pretty much no doubt after after hearing the news. Well, you know, it's it's a real shame. Well, but what he said is they're they're professional in their barbarism, basically. So yeah, right. they're they're going about it. Well, tell me yeah, this. Doing the job, you know. King Mob, King Mob, riddle yeah. me this, man. Did did they have a an assassination list or what? No, they didn't. That's what was reported too, King Mob. They was reported that they. No, were, I don't believe that. Yeah. No. I didn't if either. There is. I've never seen it, heard about it, or you know. Well, I just, hey, I, I was I went up there as press. You uh, talked. You, you talked uh, uh, to Ed Brown, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah was, I had dinner at like? his house. After uh, we were up there for the press conference, what was he like? He's a he's just a straight up guy. I, I like him. Uh, he's he could rub people the wrong way, I guess, but that's just his style. But um, I don't know. He's just um, he's a stubborn guy. I, I like him. I, I do <laughs> like him, and I, I you know hope the best that they can get him out. And um, you know they've already took everything they own. Yeah, they, they, they took the house, and I, apparently they got quite a... They both they got quite a, yeah. yeah. they got a, quite a jail sentence, apparently, so... Really? What was the jail sentence? That was the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. I mean, really? Was it? Oh, yeah, you go up in... The, you know, we went up to um, shoot some video with Terry Melton up in the uh, parapet, and uh, you can see, like, you know, you look over to the right, and there's New York, you look over to the left, and there's Vermont. Wow. You know? It just, mm-hmm. I mean, just a view. It was awesome. Yeah. Wow. So and he he was a Amazing contractor, place. so he sort of built his own place. Was that what the deal was? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real curious to see who who gets that property. It'll it'll say a lot to, about what's been going on. This is a shakedown, pure and simple. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, the house. Obviously, the house has been completely searched, and I've never seen the proof of this apparent assassination list. And it doesn't sound to me, although there's been speculation. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, well, and you I, know what? Here's actually here's the thing, and this is why I this is why I believed it when I heard it was because Catherine Albrecht. I was listening to her show. For some reason, she dropped support of the Browns, like maybe you know a couple weeks before they got arrested. Um, and she was, you know, she said that she was talking to Ed Brown directly, and that Ed Brown had told her that he wanted to, you know, assassinate people and started listing off names and that she was completely dumbfounded over it and started crying and begging him not to do it. I mean, do you, did you, have you heard that? I wasn't there. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the sources that I heard. Today, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. And, and you know, if, if that is the case and if, if, if there was such a plot, or any plot for that matter, in that, you know, in that realm where there was, okay, you know, now it's time to take physical action, then I have to be against it. I mean, the the initial protest, uh, obviously, I was totally for. But, you know, look, we're not going to win this. We're never going to win this fight if we use weapons. It's not going to happen. We're, this is not the revolution. We have to use uh, well, uh, speech. I, I agree with you because uh, things have changed. We're, we're going to have to do this whole this thing a whole different way, you know. I think it. I think it'd be easy to go out to the streets with rifles and settle it. I mean, that's the easy way to do it. Right. Exactly. All, all different. I agree. I mean, if, if that's all it took, it would have been done already. I agree, hundred percent. But you know. It, it, but the thing is, you know, we live in the technotronic era where you know they can sick little flying dragonflies that will you know mm -hmm. get DV quality video of you as you do whatever you know. Right. And you know we have we have yeah. some, we have we have a weapon. The far satellites. Everything. It's like it's you know it's what it is. You know it's, yeah. it's a grid. And uh, we're stuck in it. Yeah, we're we have, but we also, and at the same time, the double-edged sword is that we have the weapon that is far superior than any gun. That's the internet, and thankfully, because of it, we're having this radio show. And, and you know, we're certainly glad you yeah. called in. And this is this Absolutely. is the this is the way we have to do it. It's just about informing your neighbor. Because of TV and because of technology, we don't talk to our neighbors. We don't hang out with them. And when we go out, we certainly don't talk about politics because it's boring. And it's taboo. And, and it's taboo. And it's it, I don't give it. You know, I don't give a s and I don't give a damn about politics. And everybody, in my opinion, does care about politics because we benefit off politics. Well, here's all the, the time. thing. It's like you don't. Well, you know what? And, and here's a quote from Voltaire. It's like you know, if you don't pay attention and uh, you know. Uh, you know, relate to, to politics. Then, no, no, I know what it is. If you don't take an interest in politics, and politics will take an interest in you. Absolutely, yeah. and and regardless whether you care about politics in your heart or not, truly or falsely, it is your right. But more importantly, it is your duty. You have a responsibility as an American to make sure you keep government in check from preventing them from doing the things that other governments have done. And what's you know, obviously, what's going on right now. So we're, and, yeah, and to just even expand on that quote. I think it was Play that that had said, you know, if you if you if you're not willing to get involved with politics, you're automatically going to be ruled by people that are more ignorant than yourself. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. True. Yeah. So you got to get involved. You got to get get off your Pretty ass much. and do stuff. Yeah. You know? to, uh, yeah. I agree. You know. That's so you know, and so we're going to try to fight the good fight, and hopefully we can uh, make some kind of difference. Because you know, and the other thing too is when you finally when you finally stump someone and you finally talk to them and maybe you come up with a couple of good counterpoints, it's like, well, you know, you can't do anything. You can't make any difference. And There's always that reversion. That's yeah. BS. And you can make a difference. And, and we're trying. And even if it's uh, affecting one person, it's, uh, you know, we're trying to do our best. So that's why we're here. It's, uh, I guess we're up against the break pretty soon. But So give us a call once again. Thanks for calling, King Mob. It's 914-613. King Mob, give a plug for your show real quick. Oh, yeah. Give a, give, go ahead. Give a plug. Oh, did, did we lose him? Did you lose him? Are you that out? That sucks. 
Nope, he's gone. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, thanks again, King Mob. Once again, number is 914-613-3166. You can Skype us. Animal Farm Show. One word. We want to hear from you. Call us. So give us a call once again. Thanks for calling, King Mob. It's 914 plug for your show. We do not oh, yeah. want your American Union. We do not want your European Union. We, li- we wish to live in peace and be free, just as you wish to have your secret meetings and be left alone. We are here at great danger and great expense, and with great courage to stand up against your enormous power. We know you are ruthless. We know you are evil. We respect your dark power. But you should know that as you attempt to set up your world government, you're facing greater and greater problems. Your agenda is faltering. Free humans everywhere know what you're doing. The people have woken up to what you're doing. You're attempting to shut down the internet to free press. You are failing. The cat is out of the bag. The truth of your world government has now been exposed. We will expose the new world order. We will expose the global crime syndicate. David Rockefeller, to the Rothschild representatives here, to the Queen of the Netherlands, to all of you, we tell you, you are not our queens, you are not our kings, you are not our gods, we do not belong to you, we are not your slaves, we stand as free humans that stood since the beginning of time against the strong men, against the thugs, against the bullies, we are here telling you we will resist the new world order, we will defeat your world government, world taxation, will defeat your control grid. God is on our side. And I stand before the creator of the universe. And I ask the creator of the universe, as our founding father did in 1776, to lead God and direct us and to give us the power 
and the foresight and the understanding and the will to stand against your entire agenda, including your final plan of world population reduction of 80% that Henry Kissinger penned in 1973. We stand here as free human beings that love our families, that want to control our own destinies. I know that you have the excuses that you claim you have to have world government to stop world war, but in truth, Architects of World War II are sitting in your building right now, like Queen Beatrice, her late husband, SS officer. We are here simply trying to defend liberty. You have threatened us. You have threatened our countries. You have threatened our sovereignty. You have threatened our livelihoods. Your world government and your own statements and your own policy reports are detrimental to the average man, woman, and child. You have more power and more money than you can ever spend. You own the central banks that print the money. Why then do you continue to try to dehumanize us? Why do you put mercury in the vaccines, stannous sodium fluoride in the water? Why? Why do you put cancer viruses in the vaccines? Why have you used depleted uranium now in four separate nations? The equivalent of 44,000 A-bombs of uranium now in the atmosphere. Why are you doing this? Why are you so dark? Why are you so destructive? Why are you destroying your own future? You're arrogant. You have the sickness that elites have had throughout history in their literal and, in some cases, figurative ivory towers. You believe that you're invincible. You are your own greatest enemy. You are an enemy of humanity and the human experience and everything that we are and everything that we could be. You are threatened by the dynamic human free spirit. You are monopoly men. All right, folks, we're back. You're listening to the Animal Farm show on the Revere Radio Network. What do you guys want to rap about? We have we have a lot of time left. Yeah, we need some callers. We need some uh, people to call in because again, this show was. We kinda, want to hear from you. Yeah, I know we're you know we're certainly bouncing around a lot. We're just trying to give our opinion on just a couple of different topics that are going on. But uh, we really want to hear from you. Nine one four six one three. 3166 uh give us a call you know we want to get your opinions tonight we're just trying to uh feel you know feel each other out just try to get a sense of what the show's going to be and give you guys an idea of what we're about as yeah. hosts i was talking to tony during the break and that uh, we were talking about how you know we're a little bit add-ish on the show right now because <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're hopping back and forth on topics Meaning. but it's it's good because then people get to know us you know and get to know what we're all about and what our views are on, on certain things and yeah just just good stuff yeah, I mean, the bottom line for me, at least, and I'm sure I speak for Ben and everybody else doing the show, this is just, it, it's it's time for me, after all the research I've done and all the things I've learned, and again, I've, I have a crap load more to learn, and I want to learn as much as possible and become as informed as I can, but it, it, there comes a point where you learn enough and you know enough, and uh, usually, uh, once you get angry enough, you try to do something, you try to stand up, and it it's one thing to pass out films and, and to try to, you know, send articles to people, but, you know, that's usually not that effective. At least I've found that it's not. So maybe a radio show or maybe something else, and maybe this can lead to something else. But again, and I'll say this a hundred million times, that this is about you. Hopefully we can get you guys involved, the callers, the listeners. And uh, we want to hear from you. We want you guys calling and, and, and disagree so we could have some uh, maybe some meaningful discussions. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe some we arguments. Got, we got a, an instant message here from um, Teresa. Mm. She said, if you, if you get a chance, I think you guys should talk about Blackwater USA, the private quote-unquote security firm in Iraq. 
That's a good topic. With it? Yeah. Thank you, Teresa. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, Blackwater. Okay, they they pretty much got caught. I don't. I wouldn't even say got caught because these people don't get caught. They just do whatever they want. Yeah. They pointed guns at our troops. I guess they got into some type of accident with our troops. Pointed guns at our troops. Made them get down on the ground, face face the ground while holding M16s in the back of their head. Right. What a what a what a, what a place Iraq is. It's yeah. just a big clusterfuck. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's a big clusterfuck of just everybody raping and looting stuff. And sure. it's just, you know, Blackwater USA is just one one prime example of, of what's going on, what, what's wrong, how the war machine has turned into a profit machine, how private corporations are wasting money, literally buying tankers and blowing them up just so they can make money and the profits off of that. And sure. then they have the nerve to point troop, uh, point guns at our troops over there. Yep, and one term that everybody's familiar with, or if, if you're not, then you're going to be, is the military-industrial complex. And, you know, that has a lot to do with, you know, what the hell's going on? Why are we in this war? We know that it has nothing to do with 9-11 anymore. It's not about that. That was something different. We'll get to that topic, and I'm sure that we'll need at least four or five shows to cover 9-11. But um, why are we there? Why are we paying all this money, and why are we sacrificing our lives, and why are we killing them? For what? Well, you make a good point about the about the the whole you know uh, war for profit and, and war is a racket and the military industrial complex and how that's become a basic profit point for our for our entire economy. And this is one of the reasons that we're, we're they're really gearing us up to go to Iran right now because our economy is in such deep trouble that we yeah. actually have to have another war to survive. And a lot of the smart people are, are getting this. We're, we're getting a caller. And we get a caller. caller. I think this is a local caller. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Go ahead, you're on the air, caller. Uh, oh, hello. Is who's this the um, Animal Talk? This is the Animal Farm Show. Who's speaking? This is Patty calling. Oh, hello, Hi, Patty. Patty. You're on the air. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I just want to say that I think this is a great show. Thank you. Um, I don't get to watch the news or read the paper, but it's very informative. I like what you guys talk about, and I like that you can give your opinion, and you guys are very informative. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you, Patty. Great. Is there anything you want to talk about tonight? I'm sorry. Anything you want to talk about tonight? No, I just I just love to listen because, like I said, I don't really get to watch TV and or read the newspaper, and and just hearing what you guys have to say is awesome. Sure, and it's 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 not uh, uncommon. A lot of people, you know, you go to work and you work eight, nine hours, ten hours a day, and you come home. The last thing you want to do is hear about, uh, you know, death in Iraq and and the economy about to burst, and you just want to sit down and. You know, maybe watch TV, have a cup of coffee or something like that, or whatever your escape is. Yeah, I think this is great. I think you guys are honest, but yet objective, and um, I I just love what you're saying. I love what you're saying about Ron Paul. Um, I'm learning a lot about him, and the more I hear, the more I like, so this is great. Sure, and we appreciate that, and, and, you know, the more I talk to people about Ron Paul and the more... I read off, and if you subscribe to Ron Paul's uh, blogs or bulletins, the more you read them, the more you hear about people who are... uh, you know, uh, elders or maybe parents, whoever, and and they hear about Ron Paul from their kids or from their mm-hmm. you know from their teenagers. So the yeah, message is funny. I you know I was talking to my father the other day, and he he had pretty much said to me, you know, three four months ago, you had never heard of Ron Paul unless you were on the internet or talking to your kid. It was the only exactly. way that you heard of Ron Paul. And now you know we have this this fiery youth, you know, the 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 burning of 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 liberty in our hearts, and we're just spreading this message about him. And you know he's. He, the, the message that's spread around about him is is a good one, and people recognize it and they understand it. And it's not typical politics that you know the mainstream media and everybody 
in this world wants you to believe what politics is. It's 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 fresh and it embottles everything. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, it's great. Very. It's like I said, you got you guys are very informative and and very easy to listen to, and I really do enjoy it. Well, we we I appreciate that. To say it. Say that and uh, keep up the good work. I'm going to keep listening. Well, Patty, we appreciate that call and uh, thank you for listening and keep it up and certainly uh, give us a ring uh, next time we're on the air. And you guys keep up the good work. I, I like I said, I truly enjoy listening to your show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a fact. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's again, it's one of those things. And I, I've never actually heard the... Ron Paul campaign used the slogan uh, "America's Last Hope," but that that would be it for me. I th- I really honestly feel that we have one last chance to to start moving again in the right direction, no matter what you believe in, left, right, or center. Um, and that's him, and that's Ron Paul. And I, I you yeah. know do the research, and if you can tell me otherwise, I'd love to hear it. I'd love t- for you to call me or Ben or anybody here and tell me why Rudy Giuliani is going to be a good choice, and tell me why Hillary Clinton is going to bring this country back. And if you start talking about liberals and democrats and republicans and conservatives you're going to lose me because i you know again if we're going to cover the left right paradigm and how false it is and how there is no left or right it's just it's just there to play good cop and bad cop agree or disagree i agree completely and one of the things that was so special about ron paul is that you know i'd heard about you know people people showing up to his campaign and people showing up to his rallies and it was like the funniest thing because they were so diverse you know you had the you had the gun-toting hardcores mm-hmm. that were pretty much like, I'll start popping off congressmen if they do stuff. <laughs> and they were there, oh, and then you had... And then oh, you had the, yeah. I'm <laughs> and then sorry you had I laughed the, for that. I'm sorry. Then you had, like, I guess, the quote-unquote liberal hippies that are like, get the government off my drugs, man. Yeah. And then you got the just the middle-of-the-road people, or the people that just don't watch the news, or the people that don't want to see their sons go to war and get killed. So he's em- embodying this entire... This entire nation and bringing us together, and it's and it's not even him. That's the that's the funniest part. It's like it's just his message. You know, I'll, I'll be the first one after Ron Paul gets gets elected to turn on him and make sure that he does exactly what he says he's going to do. Oh, sure. And if he doesn't hold his hold his feet to the fire, I mean, it sounds like a horrible thing to say, but that's 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 his role, and I'm sure he's he's prepared to take that. I yeah, agree. So. Um, so, so that's that's all what it's about, and a lot of the things that he says, he promises that, you know. I don't really want to tell people what to do or how to live their lives. I want to get elected so that I don't tell people how to live their lives. I want to I want to stop telling people how to live their lives. I want to, you know, start cutting things and start and start making it so that government isn't this huge monster that, you know, that you have to have permission to do everything. If you want to catch a bass in a lake, you have to have permission yeah. from our government. It's 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 ridiculous and, you know, it is it is that slogan that he has restoring a re- restoring the republic, you know, restoring the role, the proper role of government. Maybe we can get that even that clip of Schwarzenegger. Dare I say it? But if we can get that clip of Schwarzenegger up, where something says something along the lines of, you know, when you get up in the morning until the time you go to bed, you're getting taxed, and you know how much more of this is going to go on. I mean, how much from the time to get up in the morning and flush the toilet, <laughs> they're taxed. Then they go and get a coffee, they're taxed. They get into the car, they're taxed. They go to the gas station, they're taxed. They go for lunch, they're taxed. And this goes on all day long. Tax, 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 tax. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, again, the question is going to be, where is your breaking point? At what point are you affected and and therefore involved in what's going on? And when do you make the choice to start spending some of your free time on doing whatever you feel, right or wrong, regardless, there is no right or wrong, on uh, on making a difference, making a change? I just got to... 
excuse me, I just got to say, Pyeth on the soundboard, you are on, dude. Yes. Thank you. That is Pyeth on the soundboard. How about a little applause for Pyeth? Okay, we'll get it. Yes. Very oh, good. It's nice, and, uh, you know. And just and just a, a side note uh, on the show in general, you know, it's it's like this. The setup that we have here is great. We're able to do a bunch of things now. We got yeah. we have multiple laptops. You know, I'm I'm on the internet right here. We got mics set up. We have, you know, Python on the soundboard, breaking out the sounds when it, when it's needed most. And nice. it's, yes. it's just it's a good it's a good setup we have here, and it, it, it'll only get better. We're only gonna expand what we can do. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know. So and, and and for sure in the in the future in our shows we're gonna probably try to concentrate on specific events. I mean the news that comes out it's tough because the the news that you read in just one day even if just half a day you read the news and there's seven or eight different things that at least strike me as extremely important need to be talked about. Um, and you know I'm talking directly in politics, not entertainment, not J Lo and who she's divorcing today. All it's just in the political spectrum. Um, Things that are just going on that are very important. Things that are going to affect you if they are, if they don't already. And uh, I know I know I'm a middle class citizen. I'm probably always going to be. And I'll tell you right now, the middle class is being phased out. To Absolutely. be to put lightly, to be I'm gonna put it really lightly. I'm not gonna use a curse word because I want to. And uh, use the curse word. I want I want to. I, I, I will radio. I will listen. I'm gonna break and there's gonna be times. But right now, <laughs> the, I'll say the middle class is becoming uh, they're be they're being phased out and you know slowly but surely they're being phased out because that's it, a fact. And that's the absolutely. Thank you, George. And there and there's uh, and the thing is is that the dangerous part about the middle class being phased out is the fact that the people are either gonna go upper class or lower class as a result. Yeah. You know, and there's there's obviously going to be massive amounts of conflict with the middle class within the middle class on who's going up and who's going down. And you can already see it happening actually in a way. You sure. know, people are starting to throw their morals in the toilet. People are starting to really sell each other out in order to, you know, because that's a, that's the type of society that we have now. Survival mechanism, sure. Yeah, and it's it's the, the you know, our, our basic economic system is is based now upon, you know, whose neck can I step on to get to the top of the pile? You know, everybody's everybody's a ladder climber now. Nobody nobody cares about each other anymore. You know, yeah. So it's a it's 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 a depressing thing, and I think it'll get worse, but I don't think it has to get worse. It doesn't have to get worse, and I think there's a lot of arguments you can make that it's getting better. Uh, but polarization is a tactic. It absolutely is a tactic. It's used by our government all the time. It's part of propaganda, and propaganda is part of it. And I don't know why, but uh, you know, even our allies they polarize us against our allies. We hate the French. Everybody pisses and moans about the French. We hate them. But they're our allies. So everything is polarization. It's black versus white. It's, uh, you know, Christians versus Jews. It's, you know, red versus blue, left versus right. Absolutely. <laughs> and just on a side note. Yeah, go ahead. Is that Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> what is Hitler doing on our soundboard? Hitler's on our soundboard, folks. Just deal with it. Oh, goodness. My goodness. On a side note, J-Lo's pregnant, in case anybody wanted to know that. You know, we really should have been talking about that this whole time. I can't believe we missed that. <laughs> um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're up against the break. When we come back, we're going to continue our charade and hopefully uh, give you some more information.
Attention, attention, this is an alert. You have been on too long. You must disconnect. You are addicted. Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm Ron Paul. I'm a congressman from Texas, serving in my 10th term. I am the champion of the Constitution. You get the sense that the country is desperate for someone to show us the way. Not the old way, not the same way, but a new way. Ron Paul, who raised more than $5 million in the third quarter, trailing not far behind fellow Republicans like John McCain and Fred Thompson. Ron Paul, who has a huge Internet following. He's a congressman, a physician who's delivered more than 4,000 babies. Ron Paul has been married to the same woman for 50 years, which means he doesn't come to the race with a lot of the assorted baggage that some of the other candidates for the White House do. So here's the question. Should more people be listening? to what Ron Paul has to say. We have allowed our nation to be overtaxed and overregulated and overrun by bureaucrats. The founders would be ashamed of us for what we're putting up with. Matter of fact, if you look at every single problem we're facing today, it's because of the lack of respect for the rule of law and the Constitution. The right guy is the guy who's anti-government, anti-war, pro-personal liberty, pro-economic freedom. Vote for him, whatever party he is. And if you have to change parties to vote, that's like five clicks on the Internet. It's not complicated. If you really want to have a choice between a real revolutionary candidate and someone out of the machine, well, this is what this can happen. Ron Paul brings together people of all races, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all political affiliations, because freedom is truth, and truth is power, and we can live and be free in this country if we believe we can. John writes from West Virginia, yes, more people should listen. A rarity. A man of principle, integrity, and high values running for president. Exactly what America needs in this day and age. If you were president, would you work to phase out the IRS? Immediately. That's <laughs> what they call a softball. And, and you can only do that if you change our ideas about what the role of government ought to be. If you think the government has to take care of us from cradle to grave, and if you think our government should police the world and spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a foreign policy that we cannot manage, uh, you can't get rid of the IRS. But if you want to lower taxes, and if you don't want the government to quit printing the money to come up with shortfall and cause all the Inflation, you have to change policy. Congressman Ron Pauls, you appear to have consistent, uh, principled integrity. Uh, Americans don't usually go for that. Fifteen hundred people packed into the War Memorial Auditorium to see Paul speak. The Republican is making ways for his anti-war limited government positions. This is just a small example of, of the types of things that are happening really across the country. Why are you resonating with, uh, with people out there? Is it because of your opposition to the war in Iraq? I think that's part of it. I think the message uh, obviously is popular enough. They say, yes, we like the ideas of freedom, the Constitution, limited government, less taxes. But I think the other part is people are worried, more so than I think the politicians on the Hill understand. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You are listening to the Animal Farm on the Revere Radio Network. We found King Mob's information. We got to drop the plug for him because he is the bomb. King Mob's show is every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and and he's a very informed individual and, and also a cool dude too. So uh, yeah, 
we also might be hearing from Mr. Rob Revere himself. It, I can't promise anything, but it's possible. We're, we're still waiting. But uh, once again, folks, the number is 914-613-3166. And you can also just Skype us directly at uh, Animal Farm Show, one word. And if you want to drop us an email or anything, feel free to do so. Uh, my, my email address is ben at animalfarmshow.com. Uh, what's your email address? Is it Tony? At I think, Animal I think it's Tony. Yes, yeah. so you could just you could just use anything. I think even info at or assholes at or something like that. Anything will work for the most part. You can anything at Animal Farm Show will come to us one way or another. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, and you know just give us suggestions and uh, definitely give us some feedback. We're you know Ben's been doing this for a while. I'm uh, I'm thankful enough to be doing it with him, uh, the radio show. So give us some feedback. Let us know, and hopefully we can get a couple more callers in before the uh, the end of the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the show's for you guys, pretty much. So, whatever you guys want to hear, you want to hear more funny, you want to hear more clips, you want to hear more Piath, more Piath. <laughs> feel free to drop us an sure. email Internet. and let us know. <laughs> what was that, George? Internet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. I, I could make an argument that Bush has been one of the greatest presidents in our history because of how aware he has made. So many of the citizens here. Yeah, it's you know it's it's so blatant how. Yeah. Uh, that's a fact. That's right. That's a fact. Absolutely it's true. But and if and, and what's what's going to happen with with Hitlery, as you would say? Yeah. Is she gonna is she gonna wake up more people? Or? Hitlery? I don't know. I, she scares me more than. If any. all that were proven true, I think that would be a very serious offense. <laughs> I agree. I, 100%. <laughs> I don't know. My my you know my personal. Uh, oh, we have a caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, it's Teresa. Oh, this is Teresa from the AI. You instant messaged us before, correct? Yes, it is. Did you like our, uh, or actually, really Ben's explanation as far as Blackwater was concerned? Uh sure, sure. That was good. That was good. I'm glad you uh, you brought it up, and I think probably in the future you'd discuss it more. Okay, absolutely. What do you think about Blackwater? Um, I think it's a terrible thing what they're doing, but that's not why I called. Why did you call, Teresa? Well, I called to talk about Ron Paul. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm actually kind of curious as to what you think about um, if he did get elected, what his Congress would be like and if they would support him fully. Because since the politicians out there think he's kind of a crackpot um, and they're not really followers of him, you know, how do you think they would feel about it? Would you like to address this? Well, I mean, the first thing is I'm not really sure. I mean, I've I've follow Ron Paul uh, as much as I can. I know, Ben, you've done a bit more research than I have, but uh, I've never actually heard him referred to as a crackpot, first off. I think that... Well, no. But he's, you know, you obviously... Know, you know, that clip you, ba- you played before about how they were saying how he doesn't really follow along and he doesn't play by the rules and, you yeah. know, all this other stuff. Well, here's the thing about him not playing by the rules. That's that's what this country has become, where he does play by the rules, but, you know, our country is so corrupt that people, when he when he does play by the rules, people think that he isn't playing by the rules. Yeah, I mean, the big so part... everything's right. up and but, everything's but how do you, down. Did you, but do you think his Congress will support him and all the decisions that I he think, wants to make as I, president? I don't think they will at all. I think he'll get serious resistance, but I think that, you know, if his message reaches enough people... And I think the the people themselves are really the constituents of the Congress, and they're going to be giving them holy hell if if they don't if they don't follow what he what he does, you know. So it's it, the power really is in all of us, not not the not the politicians that we elect so much. Because it, let me tell you something: if you, it, I've, I always hear senators, I always hear congressmen on the radio saying, if you if you fill their mailbox and if you call them constantly uh, with an issue against something, they do back off. 
Because yeah. right. otherwise people end up on their front lawns with porches. Nobody wants, you know, they, they end up on their front lawn with, with signs and, and, you know, stuff like that. And nobody, nobody wants sure. that. Sure. I, I actually, I'll tell you the truth. I actually, I disagree with the idea that Congress wouldn't follow. I, I honestly feel that corruption breeds corruption. I think that uh, all the handouts and all of the the behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes activity that goes on, you know, I think it's all a result of the, the the people at the top, and I honestly think that if you get a guy like Ron Paul, and you know, again, I don't agree with him with every single thing, but at least 90% of the things he talks about, I agree with. But if you get a guy like like Ron Paul in office uh, with his staff and and his, you know, just the morality and just the etiquette and the fact that he is um, so experienced and he's a doctor and he's so educated, I, I think things would change around really quick. I honestly feel that. Uh, you know, you are who you hang out with. I know it's kind of cheesy, but I, I feel well, that... I, I would hope so. And I and would if, hope that uh, the people yeah. who do elect him as president also elect Congress people that support him and support his ideas. Right. I mean, the bottom line is that he is, he no matter, agree or disagree, he is standing up for the principles that founded the country. Now, if you are of the, you know, one of those people who says, well, you can't apply those uh, principles today because we're in a different age, fine, that's your opinion and I respect it. But that's what he stands for. So... Um, he's just holding up the the opinions of of the country, the the standards, the principles. Absolutely, um, Teresa. Thank you very much for the call. We have to get going because we're out of time now. We're very close to out of time. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting towards. If the you end. don't stand for anything, you don't stand for anything. <laughs> George uh, is always with us, and we appreciate George. We have uh, we have a little bit more time. All right. Do you do you want to? Um, well, we we have a website. It's coming out probably out within the next couple weeks or so. Sure. Um. So we'll, we'll give you the link, and we'll give you updates when that happens. But if you do want to give us questions or comments or anything like that, do feel free to uh, email us. We're, we're totally looking for it. My personal email is ben at animalfarmshow.com. Um, you're Tony at animalfarmshow.com. That's right. Um, but I guess like he was saying before, you can put asshole at animalfarmshow.com. <laughs> if, I mean, look, I'm not trying to encourage any of that behavior, but the, the good <laughs> news is that we've I think we've pretty much programmed it to accept anything. And again... Please send us emails. Let us know uh, what you want to hear, uh, even if it's musical requests for for anything. We just again, this is this program. We want this program to be about you, and we're going to try to do our best to bring you uh, the listener any information, all information that we feel is relevant and that we think that uh, will benefit you in in the info war. So um, ultimately, we're we're doing our best and we're trying to do our part, and um, we're going to c- continue to to work our asses off and. Give you the news and give us our give you our opinions on that news. Great. All right. Well, we we're out of time for this evening. Everybody, thanks very much for joining us. Shut up. We're going to be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody.